What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast again after a win. We got a little streak going. Two in a row now, folks. Look out. St. John's gets a big win on the road against Butler, 75-72 to in a back-and-forth game. Um, a game where St. John's found itself down by as many as nine points in the second half. Uh, a game they had to fight and claw and earn every inch they got and do so without their uh, point guard for the last four minutes of the game. And what matters is they found a way to do it. And that's a step in the right direction for a team who's struggled to close out games, to find a way to get it done in tough, competitive games against high major opponents. You know, it's different when we were squeaking out wins in the uh, preseason against lesser opponents and we still had some question marks. We were finding a way to finish it. But when it got down to close games against bigger opponents, Indiana's, Yukon's, Providence's, the half court grinded out last 10, five minutes of the game was getting the better of us. And tonight, Butler is exactly that. A grinded out team, a team that wants to get in the half court and work you uh, through their sets offensively and to put you in a, in a stall defensively. And we got the better of them. Uh, the first half was played to our pace and Butler, uh, you know, to their credit, hit shots. You know, some of it was us leaving them open for three. Some of it was them hitting tough shots. I'd say there was, you know, two or three ones that were really, really uh, our fault, uh, scrambled too much and left guys wide open. There was two or three that were tough shots, and there was one or two where it's like either way. You know, you, sometimes they fall, sometimes they don't. Aaron Thompson hit a three. That guy shoots. Uh, he was two for 15 on the year before that. The game plan was let him shoot. He hit one. That's fine. Um, Bolden hit a buzzer beater then a shot clock. That's, you know, another thing that, you know, happens from time to time. Ask Providence. Um, but... Uh, you know, as the game went on, our defense shored up, and uh, we were able to pick up our second straight road win in the Big East. Tough, tough things to do in the Big East. We're winning on the road, especially back to back, and this gives us some momentum heading towards the two biggest games on our schedule: uh, Villanova and UConn, back to back at the Garden. Two games you should have been circling for the whole season as a chance to really put a stamp on a season. Now, it's not exactly the situation I had hoped we'd be in entering the season, but still. Two wins back-to-back, -back, chance to get to 500 of the Big East, chance to pick up a big-time win, keep momentum going, and then give yourself a chance down the stretch to play for something each and every game. Um, let's talk a little bit about the game. Uh, Butler came out firing. Uh, we couldn't uh, seem to get many stops. They were getting offensive rebounds. We were scoring as well. Both teams were hot in the first half, played to our pace. Second half, much slower. Uh, the end of the first half, uh, Dylan Wasu hit a three at the buzzer, kind of makes up for his end-of-half uh, mishaps against uh, Providence a couple games ago. But um, we went into halftime tie. And to start the second half, Butler got going a little bit, ended up getting as much as a nine-point lead. They were kind of exploiting our big men, especially Soriano, who had a great game offensively on the pick and rolls and switching defense. And uh, Chuck Harris got a couple quick baskets, both of which were when he uh, was able to isolate against Soriano. And uh, they started to know what they were able to do and how to get the points. And St. John's adjusted. And the best thing about the adjustment is we went to zone, right? We went to zone. And when we went to zone, those first two possessions, Butler actually hit two threes. And it would have been real easy for Mike Anderson to say, well, we tried the zone out, it didn't work out. But sometimes shots just fall, okay? It doesn't mean it was the defense that was bad. They had to keep giving it a look to see if it worked, all right? And they continued to work on the zone and they worked out the kinks. They weren't as, they weren't as, um, they weren't moving around as much. They had some guys in the, the inside a couple times. It was Soriano, Soriano, once it was Stanley, who was responsible for the middle of the paint on the zone, 
we're trying to close out on shooters on perimeter in the zone. And we adjusted, we made some changes and it worked. And that zone played a big part in our ability to slow down Butler and to come back. Um, during that stretch, I'd like to just point out Omar Stanley, a guy who if you just looked at the stat sheet, he had a one point and one rebound in nine minutes. All right, but that's if you just looked at the stat sheet. Second half, he came in, we were down five. He was on the court for the whole stretch of our 10-0 run. When he left the game, we were down one point. Okay, the whole game. I just rewatched the whole game. No offensive rebounds when Omar Stanley was in the game. All right, he had no turnovers. He had no fouls. And our big men really struggled not fouling on the perimeter for what we asked him to do defensively. Okay, he had zero missed shots. Okay, so zero turnovers, zero missed shots, zero fouls, zero offensive rebounds for Butler was in the game. Okay, that's knowing what you're good at and what you're capable of doing. He's not trying to do things he can't do. All right, he's busting his ass. He's boxing out. He's hustling on defense. And he's making a big difference. All right, I'd love to see his plus minus for today's game. Um, Soriano offensively is continuing to, to make strides and is becoming a serious factor inside. Okay, I still don't think we use him enough on offense. I think we should be trying to uh, feature him as much as possible. All right, six for six today. He was six for six last game. And then they're not just, you know, all wide open shots. Some of them are baby hooks. Some of them are follow-ups. Obviously, a few of them are nice dunks. Uh, but he's getting more and more comfortable finishing around the basket. And he's a presence blocking shots. Unfortunately, in the scheme we run defensively, I still think he gets exposed too much. And I'm not even blaming him. I think we're just asking him to do too much. I will say he's a really good offensive rebounder. and He's not a bad defensive rebounder. He picks them up just because his sheer size and his ability but he does not look to box out, all right? He hopes that his size will be enough, and there's plenty of times throughout the game. The first five minutes of this game, Butler got a handful of offensive rebounds. The first five minutes of the second half, Butler got a handful of offensive rebounds. They finished today with eight offensive rebounds total. Uh, we did win the rebounding battle by two, 29 to 27, but we did give up eight offensive rebounds, and those nine minutes that Stanley was in, they got zero, so that means they had eight offensive rebounds in the other 31 minutes of the game, all right? And a lot of those uh, open threes Butler hit in the first half, at least two of them came off offensive rebounds, scramble-type situations. So Soriano has to do a better job of finding bodies. And it's not always his fault because he's asked to close down on shooters and switch on the perimeter, and then that takes him away from the paint. And then he's trying to, you know, crash a glass without really having a, a body to box out or getting there late. But um, he should be able to just box out two or three guys at a time, a guy his size, right? Obvious, I'm kidding a little bit there, but he does need to have more of a concerted effort. Uh, his front court partner tonight, Aaron Wheeler, another great game. He did a little bit different today. Two huge mid-range jumpers late in the second half. I think one tied it and one put us ahead. Um, he was able to have a serious impact on the game without hitting any three-point shots today. He's getting more and more comfortable finding baskets inside the paint. Uh, all our guys today, uh, Champagny, Soriano, and Wheeler really, really did well inside, finishing inside today. We were able to get some easy buckets. Champagny, another guy who didn't have any threes today, but still was able to be a scorer and hit some big shots throughout the game. What he finished with? Champagny finished with 21 points, 6 for 17 from the field. It was 9 for 10 from the field, uh, from the free throw line, including, um, you know, four, maybe even six down the stretch, at least four down the stretch. I think he might have had six in the last four minutes. Uh, he had eight rebounds, two steals, one assist, two turnovers, a really good all-around game, and he just didn't find any of his perimeter shots. But most of those perimeter shots today were contested shots with a, with a hand in his face, and they didn't fall, all right? But the shots inside the paint, he can get, all right? Little post-ups, we were using them. Guys were cutting, he was finding them. The defense all turns and pays attention to him, so we've got a, a bunch of uh, possibilities when he does get catch the ball in the post. Plus, he's really good using the glass inside the paint, uh, finishing through contact. Um, Posh, hope he's all right. Another good all-around game. Not as um, 
explosive as uh, a couple games ago, but 12 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 5 assists, only one turnover, 2 steals, 2 rebounds. He got hurt on a really nice pass he made to Soriano late in the game for a big-time bucket. He tried to come in for another quick 20 seconds, but immediately had to come back out. Um, I think it's important to notice we were we were tied when Champ or when when Posh got hurt and we went out of the game. All right, when Wusu came in for him, we won the game by three. Okay, so we were able to finish the game off without Posh and, and actually win by three points in those last four minutes. And Dylan Wusu is a guy who gets constantly ripped apart for making mistakes. All right, um, do I think he's a perfect player? No, I've said it a million times. But in those last four minutes, he had a beautiful pass to Champagne, threaded the needle in the paint. Champagne. Gets fouled, makes both free throws. Then he has a great pass to Coburn on a curl cut. All right, Coburn gets fouled, makes both free throws. Two great passes, neither of them show up in the stat sheet. Four points we needed. He also gets fouled, makes the front end of a one-on-one -on -one in a key situation to take the lead. If he didn't get fouled there, he had a great dump-off pass to Soriano. My point is that kid does so many small things, and kids are just people. Fans are so, so anxious to point out the mistakes he made. Why is he passing the ball in? Why is he handling the ball so much? 4.2 assists. He's sixth in the Big East Conference in assists, guys. All right, playing along, alongside Posh Alexander, who has five assists a game. You know how difficult that is? You know how impressive that is to have four-plus assists playing alongside another guy who has five assists? Playing next to two 25% three-point shooters? His passing is really, really special. Really special. Turns it over too much. Makes some mental mistakes. But he's a really, really solid piece to have, and he's only a sophomore. And his trajectory is right where you want it to be in terms of upperclassmen. Um, eventually, as a senior, I think he can make an all-conference team in the Big East, and I'm not afraid to say that. Um, who else played good? I thought Colburn had really good minutes. Uh, he was getting on the floor a few times aside from the baskets he made. Um, those two free throws were huge. Um, he had that one curl in the first half off the inbound play, hit a, hit a nice jump shot. He had one rebound, no turnovers. He looks like he's getting more comfortable out there on defense. Smith had two rebounds, no assists, no points. Again, couldn't hit a shot, but he's out there fighting. He's out there working hard. Looks like Mike Anderson is giving him a shot each game. Hopefully he'll get a, a, a shot to fall early on and, and grow some confidence throughout one of these games and we can really get a look at him. NY, two points, three rebounds, one assist, one block, one turnover in 12 minutes. Played some solid minutes. Does make some mistakes. Um, you know, not really comfortable with the ball. He does look the box out. He does set hard screens. He is athletic and strong enough to hang in the post. Um, and he's getting more and more comfortable. I think NY and Stanley together do a pretty good job as a backup defensive unit. And I think there's potential for Stanley, especially to grow into a bigger role. Um, but... Mathis is the one guy who didn't really get going offensively in terms of the starters. Perimeter offense is struggling. Opponents are really, you know, giving him space and forcing him to be a threat, and it's just not part of his game. But defensively, he's an asset. He only played eight, uh, 16 minutes today. He was one for five from the field, one for two from the stripe, 0 for two from the three-point line. So as a team, we were only two for 16 from the three-point line. Wu Su hit both those threes. No one else hit a three. All right, that's a negative, but we were still able to get 75 points against Butler. So that shows you that we were pretty good offensively. Uh, 21 for 25 from the free throw line. How about that? Who saw that coming tonight? 84%. Uh, you know, we've been the last uh, place team in the Big East in terms of free throw shooting through this season so far. And I don't think it's even close. We've seen it firsthand. We don't get there often. When we do get there, we don't make many. But 21 for 25. 
really came through today on the road in a tough environment. That's big time stuff. Hopefully, hopefully that's something we can carry with us going forward. A um, couple more positives, 15 assists as a team, only six turnovers. That's a great number. Um, our interior baskets, like I said, our big finishing inside us looking to attack the basket. 25 free throws says we were looking to attack. Um, negatives, you know, perimeter defense. First half was poor. It got tighter as the game went on. It's something that seems to be an Achilles heel for, Achilles heel for us, um, especially Mike Anderson coach teams, pressuring on the defense equates to a lot of scrambling situations, equates to guys getting into the paint and raking down defense and finding guys in the perimeter. Um, that might not be my preference, might not be my choice of defense, but uh, it's how we play. And you hope you hope that as team, the St. John's team gets more comfortable playing with each other. And as these guys are more acquainted to the, the system, I know people hate hearing that, uh, they get better and better at closing up those gaps. Um, what else? What else? Our shooting from the perimeter, our perimeter defense, our two negatives. Interior defense was pretty good for the most part, I thought. Um, Soriano is a presence down, down there blocking shots. Enway is a presence down there blocking shots. Um, our guards need to do a better job keeping guys in front of them. Uh, Wusu got beat a few times on the perimeter. Posh gets beat on the perimeter sometimes. He's such a good defender as a pest and as a nuisance in, in picking up steals. Um, but they, they both have a tendency to get beat off the dribble, and that, and that breaks us down and leads to some of those open threes. But we're in a good spot, okay? We're in a decent spot. I shouldn't say a good spot. A decent spot to get our season back underneath us. Uh, home game against Villanova. Should have plenty of momentum, should have a good feeling, a good energy in the crowd. Team should be confident. You pick off that win, you're back to five bridge of the Big East. Anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. But guys, I appreciate you tuning in. All right. I uh, love I love talking to you guys about the game. I love hearing back from you guys. So please subscribe, rate, review, uh, follow me on Twitter, whatever the case may be. All right. Make sure you go shovel your neighbor's driveway, hunker up for the storm coming. Um, until next time, this has been Anthony Mason Jr. I am Pat Kane. Peace.